Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. Welcome to Real Estate on the Q. I'm John Quinn, broker owner at Quinn Realty Group, located in the heart of the Hudson Valley. I have extensive experience in all aspects of real estate, which has been a passion of mine for over 25 years. Our team here at Quinn Realty Group works diligently to connect buyers and sellers to residential properties and commercial properties in the beautiful Hudson Valley. I'm excited to share Hudson Valley real estate with you. Good morning, Hudson Valley. Good morning, Henrietta. How are you this morning? Good. Good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know what today is, right? Yeah. Technically tomorrow. Technically yeah, as you tomorrow, corrected right. me earlier. I know. What is it? Tax day! Uh, how exciting is that? <laughs> oh, Hopefully it's super you... <laughs> exciting. Well, it is, it's, it's dreaded, but it's also exciting because it's over. Oh, right, right, right. You know and now I mean? the accounts so can go and take a deep breath and relax right, after all exactly, this. The last exactly. three or four months of just... I met my accountant, and he. This was in February, and the guy was stressed already. I can't imagine how he is now. Well, you know, they accountants prefer that you come see them in the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. nobody does, of course. You know, so everybody kind of bombards them all at the same time. Right. So they just. I mean, they work all day long. I mean, my accountant is in his office till like nine, ten o'clock at night sometimes. And I can imagine the last couple of days that they're there twenty four seven, right? The whole yep. the last few days. Things got when you have a deadline, you got to get things done. So now we have tax season behind us. And weather's actually starting to change and get nice finally, again. Finally, And uh, now we have spring and summer coming. And uh, we have all those exciting things that we could think about. And that actually is part of the reason why we brought our guests here today, because people are starting to think about, you know, summer barbecues and pools and, right. all, you know, all these fun things we like to do, additions and new decks and all that stuff. So we have with us today Anthony Giangrasso and Fred Riley. They're from the Town of Lloyd Building Department. Welcome, guys. We're happy to have you back. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. Welcome. Good morning, Henrietta. Good morning. We're, we're glad to have you guys here. We always like to have you guys on the show this time of the year because I just like to remind people about, you know, safety. Uh, there's People do a lot of things in their house and, you know, just to, it's easier just to go and do stuff and not worry about getting permits and they just do it and don't worry about it now and then worry about it down the road. But, you know, sometimes that creates safety issues, and it's always good to have a second set of eyes looking at things, I think, anyway, to make sure that things are done properly. So do you guys have any experience with that? Are you getting a lot of permits at this point? or uh, Not so much yet, John. I think after the tax season, people get their tax refund checks. They'll start with the decks, the pools. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that everybody likes to stop and visit their local friendly building department yep. to get the permits so that it's all done correctly and safely. Yeah, and I'm glad you said friendly because you, most people in the building departments that I know are friendly and they're helpful. They want to make sure that, you know, everything's done right. Uh, that's one thing we pride ourselves in. Fred and I have been in, in the trades for a long time, and then we decided that we'd like to be part of the uh, the code enforcement and I think that we bring our expertise and the understanding of how things have to go together with the contractors. And we do sit and spend a lot of time at homeowners explaining to them how and why you need to do it like we want. And we have a pretty good rapport with most of the people that come in. Yeah. You were telling us about some a story earlier, right? About uh, uh, somebody who had a, was looking to get a CO from you guys. 
Let's say came into your office, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so our office is pretty, you know, open and airy. And uh, my my secretaries, you know, they they come in, they're very friendly. And the couple walks in and they, they said, well, can we talk to one of the building inspectors? And I happened to be there and they said, uh, can we talk to you in private? <laughs> okay. So they come into my office and they said, can we close the door? Well, my office, the door is held open by piles of blueprints so I said, sure, if you want to move all the blueprints, close the door, by all means. They close the door and they go, we need to find out how do we legalize our basement that we finished with no permit? And I'm like, that's all you want to know? It's it, Depending on what you've done, here's the process. It's not a big deal. Right. Well, once the door opened up and the couple had left, everybody in the office is like, what's going on? Right. What was a secret? What was a big secret? And I'm like, they wanted to know how to legalize their basement. That's funny. And they're going, really? That's all it was? <laughs> so it was a good laugh. So uh, Henrietta and I run into that quite often where we list a house and then there's a finished basement or a deck or whatever that the town doesn't know about. What's the process to do that? I mean, it's, is it something that people really should be fearful of coming to you guys? Because that, I think, is part of the problem is that they're afraid that uh, you guys are going to make them rip everything out and then redo everything. Uh, I'm going to let Fred speak in that one because he's had a couple of them where we've had to have them do that. I'll, I'll let Fred be the bad guy this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, basically what we're looking for is, you know, the main thing is an egress out of there. Half of the basements we find, there's just a small window that, you know, God forbid if there was a fire, uh, people would not be able to get out. So we're checking to make sure that there's a large enough window for them to get out of, um, window, extra door, whatever it may be, uh, proper lighting, uh, you know, a majority of the houses, the basements, uh, the furnace will be in there and so forth. So we want to make sure they put carbon monoxide detectors and smoke detectors in there, um, which also when we when we do a final on basically any major project, we check the entire house so they can bring the whole house up, you know, as far as smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. Um, one of the things I'd like to speak on that is um, a misnomer is when you push the button on your smoke detector and you hear a buzz noise, must be working. Well, all that's telling you is the battery is strong enough to make the buzzer make a noise. It doesn't actually ch- check the detector itself. The, the longest any smoke or carbon monoxide detector is efficient for is 10 years. Mm. So anyone, you know, any of them that are over 10 years uh, should be replaced. If you open them up or look at the backs, they'll have a date on it. Um, and, of course, if it's beyond 10 years, then uh, you, it should be replaced. If there's no date on it, then that tells you it's probably over 10 years anyway. Mm-hmm. Or as Anthony and I like to say, the yellower they are, the older they are. <laughs> so, they do change you know. color. They yeah, do. we want to do a litmus test. Yeah, yeah. You know? and they're not that expensive either. You can go in and buy them at the Home Depot mm-hmm. or Lowe's or one of those very inexpensively. And they're easy to replace, too. So, mm-hmm. you know. You should just check them every once in a while and change them. You're listening to Real Estate on the Q. I'm John Quinn. With me today is Henrietta Baikai, and we're from Quinn Realty Group. Also with us today is Anthony Giancrasso and Fred Riley, and they're from the Town of Lloyd Building Department. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Accent Financial Group. Accent Financial Group, where their accent is on striving to grow and protect your assets. Can we just go back a little bit because you guys brought up a very important point that I think will be very useful to a lot of our listeners. Um, we, we talked about alarms and the placements. Can you just elaborate a little bit on that, the placements of it and how many an individual would need in a house and so forth? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll finish up what I, uh, I was talking about. Um, 
each bedroom would need its own smoke detector. Okay. And then within 15 foot of any bedroom door needs to be a smoke and carbon monoxide detector outside um, alarm. Um, Also, we try to keep them, there should be a minimum of three foot away from a bathroom door because one of the things that helps them collect dust and and so forth is the moisture that comes out of the bathroom from showers and so forth. So those are the basic areas that we're, you know, double checking that they're put is one smoke in each bedroom and within 15 foot. So if you have bedrooms that are 30 foot apart and you put one dead center, that's, that's fine. And just on one part of that, as Fred's talking, it's amazing. Um, Fred and I are also fire marshals for the town of Lloyd. So if there's a house fire, structure fire, or any type of incident where the uh, fire department feels that we should be there, um, we go. And it's amazing that we do have structure fires in the town of Lloyd. Unfortunately, there's a couple that went on to walk in the house and to see that there are no working smoke alarms, no carbon monoxide alarms. It's... I, I still I, I still don't know why the word's not out there. It just baffles me how people cannot take the seriousness of fire. Uh, the last fire we had, there was a it was a candle in a downstairs illegal bedroom. Uh, there were no smoke, no CO. The only smoke alarm was upstairs, outside the bedroom area, which had no batteries in it. Hmm. The fire started in the basement. It came up through the stairwell. Uh, the, the son that was in the house got out, screamed for his family. They all made it out safely. Uh, when the investigation we did, I asked him, I said, where's the smoke and CO alarms? Oh, they're there. They were there. I said, but you have no batteries in any of them. You guys are all very lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. So Fred and I pound this all the time with the fire safety, with the smoke and CO. Yeah, I, I've, I have apartments that um, I'll go in and inspect from time to time. And I find that, you know, if the smoke alarm starts going off and they can't stop it, they'll take it out and put it on the counter. And, um, I, and I see that all the time. And I'll go back and I'll reset them and make sure that they're working properly. But um, it's just sometimes people find them a nuisance. And, but it's, you know, it's there for a reason. And we, uh, Fred, again, Fred and I do a lot of apartments. Uh, we may go in there one, at one time. Say it's every three years for us that we mm-hmm. have to do apartment buildings. And it's amazing, again, you know, we tell the landlords that smoke, the CO locations, the same thing as residential for your home. Mm-hmm. We'll go back in there. Batteries are gone. Uh, they're, sm- they're missing smoke alarms. And it's, it's, it's very frustrating for us to see that, you know, you're, you've got multifamily. And what goes on in your unit can affect other people in the sure. whole building. Sure. Uh, just moving on a little bit. Um you know, we started talking a little bit about, you know, outdoor stuff, um, you know, pools and barbecues and additions and decks. Um, what are some of the things people should be looking for or doing as far as uh, safety for that kind of stuff? Um, well, as far as the swimming pools, the main thing is the barrier. Um, you know, the, when children are, you know, running around, uh, we want to make sure that they, you know, won't be able to get in the pool while it's not being attended. Um, a lot of A lot of times we will you know, stop to let someone know that their barriers are, are not up, you know, up the code and they'll let us know that, you know, they don't have any children and, um, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, sure enough, grandchildren will be coming along. You have neighbors. Um, you just never know swimming pool and hot summers and kids all seem to go together. Um, so, you know, we, it's something that fortunately in the code, 
Um, even if you have a pool in, we can go and cite them for not having a proper barrier um, according to our code. So it doesn't have to be just during the actual installation of the pool. We can, if we drive by and see something, you know, we're the voice for the children that don't know any better. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we need re responsible pool owners, um, you know, and part of that is, is to keep them safe. And it's simple stuff. So, you know, if you have an above ground pool, you, instead of, you know, you put the ladder up, you know, when mm -hmm. you're not using it or take the ladder out, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's simple things that you can take care mm -hmm. of to avoid any potential tragedies. Mm -hmm. I mean, last, what was it last year? There was 168 drownings, 163 um, children uh, 15 and under that had drowned in pools and spas. Um, so it's, it's, it's important. Definitely there. And I've, I've had two or three incidents where I've spoke to people about it and I see them start to tear up. And they remember either a friend or a relative mm -hmm. that lost the child, you know, to this. Mm -hmm. um, they say, oh, well, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's the height of the barrier. They'll say, well, kids can jump right over it. Well, yes, a 15-year-old kid can get into anything, uh, you <laughs> yes, know. Yes. But those, you know, that's, that's a different story. We're trying to, you know, do what we can as Keep as many people safe as sure. possible. You're listening to Real Estate on the Queue. I'm John Quinn. With me today is Henrietta Baikai, and we're from Quinn Realty Group. Also with us today is uh, Anthony Giangrasso and Fred Riley, and they're from the Town of Lloyd Building Department. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, uh, Craig Thomas Pest Control. Craig Thomas Pest Control, in partnership with Orkin, protecting your family's health, home, and property from unwanted pests. Um, what we're running into with a lot of uh, homeowners right now, because the market is a little bit tight, so people that wanted to, uh, you know, expand or buy a new house or upgrade, they decided to stay in their homes and update their current home by either adding an addition, an extra room, or expanding the deck, or whatever the case may be. Um, can you give us a little bit of information as to how to go about that the right way from the beginning? So with, with the way the building code is, uh, we can do a prescriptive way of, of doing building as far as like decks, additions. Depending on the, the amount of work that goes into whatever you're building, you may have to have an architect or an engineer design it for you and have a stamp. But most of the time, the, the stuff when you're going to put an addition on a house, you're going to add a, on, onto your deck. You really should be getting permits. Uh, we require drawings, dimensions, everything that it takes to put it together and make it safe. And what Fred and I and our, our director, Dave Barton, does, we go through, we look at the dimensions, we refer to the building codes. We call this a prescriptive type of build where it's out of the book. It's just like the book says. This is something that we can approve or not approve. Uh, if, it's a, if it's an architectural drawing, we will still go through and be a second set of eyes in architectural drawings, mark them up if we have to, give them back to the architect, tell them that, hey, we need to have these uh, additional uh, parts and pieces put on or these changes done and we can get into a little bit of a confrontation sometimes with the architects but uh, ultimately it all becomes safe so if you're thinking of doing an addition or a deck uh, come and see us or your local building department and get their input and they will tell you what they're going to be looking for so it's not a sticker shock when you when you realize that you're going to spend a lot more to just do an addition uh, because of all the new codes by the way, the 2015 code is now the ICC code for us, and that has a whole section on decks, the fastening part of it, and the correct procedures for making it safe. You know, now that we're talking about decks, I remember a story of uh, something that happened in Highland not too long ago, about a year ago. 
Yeah, with the deck. Yeah, we had a uh, a deck failure, uh, catastrophic deck failure. Deck was about oh, 20 feet by 16 or 12 foot deep, uh, bolted to the house. The the situation was there was a, a party going on. The people came out, set everybody was on the deck getting ready for the fireworks, and they felt a thump. And the next thump they felt was the deck releasing from the house and crashing to the ground with everybody on it. Wow. There were gas grills that were lit. There was glass tables that were there. Uh, everybody was thrown into the mess of this of the uh the, the glass, the gas grill, luckily nobody got hurt seriously, but everybody did wind up going to the hospital. Wow. What, what was the cause of the collapse? Was it a collapse or did it pull away from the house? It, it pulled away from the house, but after more investigation, we realized that there was no footings under it. The six by six poles were just sitting on top of dirt. So whoever built the deck tried to fasten to a thin slab concrete porch and did not use the right fasteners or the right techniques to hold it on air, or or consult an architect or engineer for the proper connection to that uh, that structure. Wow. That's why Fred and I will look at it and say, you know what, you can't do this. We can't tell you how to do it because it's not a prescript, prescriptive way to do it. So you're going to need to get seek a professional advice and have them tell us how to attach it and have them stamp and seal it, and then we can approve it. Wow. Yeah. No, you're hearing more and more about you know people, you know deck failures and stuff like that. So it is important to do it properly the first way so nobody gets hurt yeah um and the other thing you know is if you're building a new deck it's one thing but you know as decks get older mm-hmm. you know after you know five ten years you really have to you know have them and in, should be inspected also and you know we could also come out and look at them um just give us a call um and you know just to see that the deck is still kept up as when as anthony was talking about earlier we do you know, apartments, three families and up. Um, and part of our inspection there is also looking at the decks and the railings and having people correct them and, and, and shore them up if, uh, if those components are starting to fail. Um, so it, it's very important to, um, you know, keep those things up to post. Sure. <laughs> no, it is because when I go out um, – with my buyers or even sellers, it depends. Mostly with my buyers, we look through the house all the time. And when I go on the deck, I always shake the railings <laughs> to see if they're loose. I walk on them to see if there's, you know, you can kind of tell when it's starting to give, especially when the house is a little bit older, you know, built back in the 70s or 60s mm-hmm. and the deck is original. So it, it is always a good idea to, you know, keep up on it. So on that note, as far as looking at the older decks, um, a homeowner can just do a visual inspection. If you notice the ledger board, which is the board that's attached to the house, mm-hmm. or the floor joy or the the joists that are part of the deck, if they look like they're starting to separate from the house, it's time to call a qualified contractor, and or maybe call a home inspector or your building department and get their opinion on it to see if this is a safe structure, if it's getting ready to fail. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we see is improper flashing where the water gets between the house and a ledger board. It rots out the fasteners. And this is what causes the catastrophic deck failure. Good point. You're listening to Real Estate on the Q. I'm John Quinn. With me today is Henrietta Baikai, and we're from Quinn Realty Group. Also with us today is Anthony Giangrasso and Fred Riley, and they're from the Town of Lloyd Building Department. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Mill Spa Furniture. Mill Spa Furniture, where we've been offering non-disposable furniture and mattresses since 1858. So let's go back a little bit to um, the, the permits and um, 
what type of work requires permits? Anything that you're going to be doing with your house, whether it be a roof, addition, finishing a, a basement or upstairs, whatever the case is, attics. Um, so not only do people need to come to you and get a building permit, they also have to hire the contractor who is fully insured. And you need to see proof of that insurance before you issue a building permit for a particular um, job, right? Yes, that's correct. We'll, you know, we won't even issue the permit until they, you know, have a proof of insurance, um, and that's to protect everyone. It's to protect the contractor himself um, from himself, right. um, <laughs> but it is also to protect the homeowner. Um, right. Nowadays, you know, everybody's uh, sue happy. Sorry to say, but um, the the main part is to know that everybody's protected. If something happens, mm-hmm. that you know, they can get the, the medical care they would need. Um, and, you know, the whole process is to keep everybody safe during the construction and after the construction. You know, that's that's our main thing is keeping people safe. That's, that's what we, you know, do there the most. Um, and, you know, we review the plans again, like we were talking about, to make sure that in the event of an emergency, they can also, you know, be able to get out. Um, Not only that, though, um, it's also very important that people are insured, the contractors are insured because, and, they, and they're reputable too, because I've heard so many stories where uh, a friend of a friend was recommended and then they come <clears throat> and then give a homeowner a, an estimate on a job and they require a down payment before they start the work and they're all of a sudden they're gone. It's a side note, but it's just really important for people to um, hire somebody that is trustworthy and when they have their <clears throat> when they have their paperwork in order and they're fully insured it's just that it just gives them a little bit more um security we uh fred and i've uh, had some issues with contractors that have taken deposits that start the job yep. and we'll put a stop work order on it because they don't have the uh, the permit the one contractor had eight thousand dollars of the people's money uh had no insurances so we put a stop work order not knowing all this well it wound up the lawyers got involved because we put a stop work order on it because they needed a roof on a house and it went back and forth. And finally they realized that what we had done was save them $24,000 worth of work that was being done on top of an old roof that was rotted uh, plywood, three layers of shingles. Mm. We stopped them and he, we made them get the roof done the right way and it saved them thousands of dollars. So we may be the bad guys sometimes, but we're trying to do the best. Right, right. Yeah, you're just out there to protect the consumers, can pr- protect the uh, the homeowners. But in the long run, if you do things the right way, it will save you so much trouble. I learned the, that a I long mean, time ago. So it, much trouble. It's always worth doing it the right way the first time. Absolutely. Because you do it the wrong way. If you, Even if you think you're doing it right, you do it the wrong way, it ends up costing you a lot more money and time and everything else. Aggravation, too. <laughs> yeah. How's that saying go? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission? Well, <laughs> With uh, the way we work, it's not always the best way to go. Yeah, very true. Very true. A lot to be said for that. So, Anthony, Fred, we uh, we talked about a lot of things today. We talked about, um, you know, building codes, uh, safety. We talked about um, smoke alarms, um, code, how to go about, you know, just, just so many things that you guys do. So I just want to make everybody aware that you guys are a great resource. You know, if people have questions about anything when it comes to construction or 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 their home or safety or any of that, you don't have a problem with people coming in and sitting with you and just having a, a nice, friendly conversation, bringing a cup of coffee and say, look, this is what I'm thinking about doing. How do I go about it? What do I do? What do I look for? And like I said, you guys know 
pretty much everything there is to know about that kind of stuff. Well, we like to think we know everything about it, but <laughs> New York State and the ICC has said that you re- you guys really need to do a lot of studying because there is a lot. There's yes. a lot to know, and our job is to do research and you know do plan review. Mm-hmm. And we like people sitting down with us, explaining what they want to do, and we can be a great resource. I mean, Fred and I do this all day, five days a week, and you've eight seen hours everything. You've seen it all, so you know. Absolutely. So, and you know, sometimes we even have ideas or suggestions that uh, might help you with your project. Um, I know, I'm sure from Anthony and myself, we've been contractors for our, for our, our original <laughs> career, 30 years or so. And, you know, we could help one person at a time get a job done correctly um, or as good as we can. But with this project, you know, doing this job that we're doing, um, we're hoping to be able to help a lot more people end up with a project that's done correctly and Anthony and Fred, we want to thank you guys for being here. You guys had a lot of great information. We really enjoy having you on every year. Thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, Henrietta, thank you for being here. Everybody, have a great day. If you have any real estate questions or you'd like to reach us, you can find us online at quinrealtygrp.com or email us at info at quinrealtygrp.com. And our office phone number is 845-883-7700. To find the latest information about Quinn Realty Group, like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Thank you for spending time with me, John Quinn, on Real Estate on the Q. Please join me again next week at the same time. Have a great week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.